0: New here tonight? Welcome. My name is Jeremy. I'm the youth pastor. Um, we just want you to know everyone is welcome here. Every single person. We want you to feel and we want you to be welcome here. We're so excited that you're all here. Um, all of our squads are here tonight. If you showed up a little bit late, uh, we played a few games. Um, but this series that we're doing for a few weeks is called Squad Goals, and um, and I'm excited about it. It's a series about relationships that we have in our lives, specifically our friendships. Here's the deal. I've noticed that no one really has friends anymore. Everybody is like, it's my squad, right? Nobody talks about their friends. They talk about their squad, right? Um, I want to tell you guys real quick. My best friend in the whole world, my best friend growing up, his name was Josh Wright. And, and I, I got a picture. Okay, that's me on top of the, uh, with the number 25 jersey a long time ago. But my best friend is the guy with the Nike shirt on. His name is Josh. Josh Wright. And that's, that's at like a school pepper, football pep rally kind of thing. And we're like, um, the guy um, on his shoulders, his name was Garth. I've told you guys stories about him before. The other guy's named Todd. I don't know. He's weird. But, man, my best friend in the whole world was Josh. He had this really cool hair parted down the middle. And uh, he looks awesome. Um, but sometimes he would go by the last name Josh Shepard, not Josh Right, because when he would get mad at his dad, which was his given name, he would use his mom's last name. And so, like one week he was Josh Shepard, one week he was Josh Wright, and like I'm like, dude, just pick a name and stick with it. And like, like there was a couple times actually he kind of got offended and he kind of got his feelings hurt if you called him by the wrong last name. And I'm like, man, I've known you. I don't even know what to call you. I'll just call you Josh. So. Um, but some of my most favorite memories in the whole world, when I, you guys age, um, include Josh. And and I had other friends like I, like Garth, and I've told you guys about Ryan and about some of these other friends I had. Um, but none quite like Josh. None quite like my friend Josh. And um, for the first, the very first time I really did anything with Josh, um, we were in eighth grade. I moved to that town that we're living in. Um, in seventh grade, partway through seventh grade. So in eighth grade, we, Josh and I formed this friendship together and we got to know each other. And it's the first time I really did anything with Josh. It was kind of odd because he invited me with his family on a two hour road trip to an amusement park. And, and to, it's a place called Frontier City. It's in Oklahoma City, which is about two hours drive from where we lived. And, and I was like, um, Okay, Frontier City sounds awesome. Like it's a smaller amusement park kind of thing, and um, so I, I went with Josh and his family to this amusement park, and and I didn't really know him very well. And so we were driving down the road in the back seat, and I look over, and Josh is finger shooting cars as they pass by, and he's making the noise too. He's like, we're like we're in eighth grade, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like like shooting cars and and I'm thinking to myself on the other side of the car, I'm like, what did I get myself into? Who is this weirdo guy? And, and, and like, I wanted to be like, dude, okay. Um, if we're going to be friends, like you've got to holster the finger guns, like for life, like no more finger guns. Like, but here's the deal: Josh and I, we loved the same stuff, we enjoyed the same music, we had the same other friends. Um, one thing Josh and I used to do is we used to have BB gun wars. You guys ever do that? Okay, you you okay? You get these BB gun rifles and you would like pump them up ten times, and they say they would shoot like a twenty-two. But if you pump them up only two or three times, they hurt a little bit less. And so we would run around and and not even wear, like, goggles or any kind of eye protection or anything. And we would run around and have BB gun wars and shoot each other with BB guns. And sometimes we would get really mad at each other and pump it up, like, ten times and try to shoot each other. And uh, and it was, uh, so we would shoot BB guns at each other. And, and here's the deal. One thing about my best friend, uh, he knew how to break into my house. And I knew how to break into his house. That's the tri- sign of a tr- true friendship right there. Um, you know that you have a really good friend and they're close to your family. When he can open up, go to your house and open up the fridge and be like, hey, Carol, that's my mom's name. Carol, uh, you're going to need some more milk pretty soon. Like he's telling them, I'm filling out a grocery list for my mom. And like, you know, you're close friends when you, you they can go to the fridge and tell your mom that they need more milk. Um, like, like we played sports together we did had fun I rode four-wheelers together did all kinds of stupid stuff um he let me give him haircuts um there was one one summer where he had a different haircut every week and sometimes it was different colors and so but in like in weird like stuff like he would come to my house for like family events like thanksgiving and stuff like that and i, I would go to his house for stuff and and it was Kind of a weird relationship. But we were really close friends. Um, we made, um, you guys may do this in school now, but we made student films together. You know, did you guys ever do that? Where you had to make films together? No? Videos? For like fake commercials and stuff like that? We would do that kind of stuff. We rode four-wheelers. We went camping together. Um, we One time, we were on this kick of trying to make explosives. and And it didn't. It didn't end very well. Josh probably still has the scar right below his eye. And um, but but I've told you guys about my friends. My friend Josh. I actually had two friends named Josh. Um, They were both. One of them was six foot four, and this Josh was like six foot two, and I was like five foot two. And uh, all my friends. I had I had a Volkswagen Rabbit when I was in high school. It was like a 1970 something diesel Volkswagen Rabbit. And my friends, Josh and Josh, would go riding around with me. And um, one of them would sit in the back seat. And these guys, it was a small car, if you don't know what Volkswagen Rabbit is. And guys would roll down the back windows because they didn't have electric windows. And he would stick his arms out and, like, wave and stuff as we were going down the road. We would ramp railroad tracks in the car and every kind of, all kinds of stuff. But, um, but like, we would do dangerous things. Like, shoot, BB, have BB gun wars with each other, make explosives, and you're like, what kind of a friendship was that? I tell you what kind of friendship that was. That was the best friendship in the world. Josh had my back. He was my friend. Like, he was the best. So, so all this about squad goals and about friendships and our relationships, um, I can't help but think about my buddy Josh. But also can't help but think about what makes a good friendship. So I want to show you guys tonight a few um, uh, what, a, what a good squad looks like um uh, first of all that's a good squad right there you agree can you agree with me that's a good squad right there man they hold it down they even have a sign that says down um so check out this one this next one that's a good squad right there come on that's a good squad i got a couple more let's see right there that's a good squad right there and then I've got one more. This is my favorite one. Yeah. That's a good squad right there, right there. dude. Look, they're, they're ready to do battle right there. So, so, all right, listen up, listen up. What does it take? What does it take to make a great squad? What does it take to have the kind of friends with amazing closeness like that? If you brought your Bibles tonight, we're going to be looking in the book of Proverbs, Um, so, so, or if you're taking notes, because, uh, I want you guys to encourage you guys to take notes because note takers are history makers. And so, so we're looking in the book of Proverbs 27. We're going to start with verse six and it goes like this. It says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy kisses you many times. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy kisses kisses you many times. But in the same chapter, I want us to jump down to verse 17. And it says this as iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. Everybody say friendship. Friendship. Everybody say friendship. Friendship. Now put your arms around your squad. (laughs) Grab your phone and take a quick selfie with your squad. All right, I got a quick question. Got a quick question as we're moving on. Who here loves, you love to watch TV? Like you love to watch TV like Hulu, Netflix. No, no Netflix and chill though. We don't do that. Um, but here's the deal. Listen, shh. if you could pick any television series to live in. And whoa, 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 whoa. To live in, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. You wouldn't have to suffer. Shh, you wouldn't have to suffer the repercussions of of living in it. So, like, if you lived in The Walking Dead, you would never turn into a zombie. So, here's what I want you to do. On the count of three, I want you to yell out the TV series that you would totally live in. Here we go. One, two, three. I heard friends. what? huh? Jurassic world. I guess we could we could say movies. Jurassic world. Who, who's who what What do we have over here? H2O. You guys got anything back here? What? Anybody over here? What's your show? Sparks and Rick. SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Well, like one of my one of my shows, one of my favorite shows that I really enjoy that I like to watch is Survivor with Bear Grylls. Anybody? Yeah. I like Bear Grylls. I would totally go on Survivor with Bear Grylls. I would totally survive with him. But one of my other favorite shows, I mean I've got a lot, a lot of like The Office and like all kinds of great shows. Um, but one of my other favorite shows, one of my that, that I would totally live in is Vikings. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but there's this T V show I don't I don't even remember what channel it's but it's called Vikings. I found it on Hulu. And and because here's the deal I'm a little bit interested in the Viking culture a little bit. I'm a little bit interested in that, but here's the deal. If I were part of the show, listen, shh, if I were part of the show, I would obviously want to, like, be part of the battles. Like, I would want to be a warrior. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, swinging the big swords around or, like, dual wielding the battle axes, you know, throwing them, the spear, whatever it is. Like, want to be a part of the battles. and But I would want to fight and swing a sword but never get hurt, right? And so, I don't know about you guys, but I, I enjoy... This may be weird. Listen, I enjoy the History Channel. Okay, I, I love I love World War II history. Um, I, I just love kind of war history in general. I, I enjoy it, and, and um, I really like shows on how things are made. Any of you guys like those shows? Here's the deal. Listen up, listen up. I was watching this show not long ago, and, and they... And on on how it's made and, and how they made swords, Shh. how they made swords back in the day, and I was so excited. I was really interested. I was really into watching it. And it's all about how they made swords. And they used to make them out of iron. They used to make swords out of iron. And and they had this whole episode on how they made swords and how they made them out of iron. It was really interesting because in this show I watched, they were making swords, like I said, out of iron. But they said in the episode that iron sharpens iron. And I was like, whoa, I've heard that before. That sounds familiar. That's, that's in the Bible, right? Yeah. And so um, what they do is they use iron hammers and, and iron files to make swords for battle way back in the day. So I was thinking about this when it comes to this verse and how, proverb, how Proverbs, it talks about friends, because we all have friends in here. And, and if you don't, like, Eric will be your friend. Like, he'll give you bear hugs. Um, but I was thinking about, not yet, not right now, but he maybe later. Um, but I was thinking about iron sharpening iron. And I was wondering why I like sharp things. Um, it talks about iron sharpening iron. And here's the deal. If I were to go into battle, if I were to really go into battle, like, like a knife fight, like this is the kind of knife I would want to use. Right? If you're going into a knife fight, this is what I'm going to, something like this is what I'm going to use. Right? Anybody agree? Okay. Something, it might be, oh yeah, so sharp. Um, like this knife is sharp. It's a sharp knife. I borrowed it from Jordan, who, I actually borrowed it from David, who borrowed it from Jordan. Um, but, um, but this knife is sharp. It, it's tough. It's, it's. I would imagine it's a tough knife. It's probably not very easy to break, and I'm not going to try. But, but Proverbs it gives us two points about being good friends. It, it, it's basically saying, I don't want you to be dull friends. It's saying I don't want you to be dull friends. It, it's. It's. It's not good to have a squad with a. A squad that's full of dull friends. Like, here's the deal you guys, you don't want butter knife friends. A butter knife won't cut anything but butter. Maybe your brother. But, like, a butter knife won't cut much. You don't want dull friends. Listen, you want sharp friends. You want something like this. Listen, you want something that's effective. You want something that's to the point. You want something that's sharp. And what's something that, um, but God wants us to have successful friendships. Is anybody nervous with me waving this knife around? So, and so here's the deal. He knows that dull friendships, listen, dull friendships lead to a dull life. Dull friendships leads to a dull life. So in Proverbs, it's written in it and it says, iron sharpens iron. And if you have people around you who aren't sharpening you, who aren't pushing you, who aren't making you better, who aren't encouraging you, who aren't helping you be successful, that aren't challenging you to be better a better person, then you're creating a dull friendship, and eventually it'll lead you down the wrong path. So the first point, that if you're taking notes tonight, first thing I want you to write down is sharpens. Everybody say sharpens. So let's look at two things. <clears throat> um, Proverbs 27, it says this. The first thing is sharpens. And so when you th- stop to think about your friends, think about your friends. Maybe they're, they're here tonight. Maybe they're not all here tonight. Maybe none of them are here tonight. But I don't want you to let you know I'm your friend. Friends to the end. And so, so the first thing is sharpens. And when you think about friends, I want you to ask yourself, think about your group of friends. And I want you to ask yourself, are they making me better? Are they making me better? Are your friends making you better? Are they helping you draw closer to God? Are they challenging you to go after God? Do they help you be your best? Um, if if you do, then you then that you have that verse seventeen, iron friend. You've got that iron squad, that iron friend that that they're sharpening you. Not slowing you down, not making you dull. They're causing you to be successful and they want you to be successful. Um, the thing about iron sharpening iron. Um, real friends will best help sharpen you when they cause friction in your lives. See, a good friend will help sharpen you by calling you out on things in your life. A good friend will help sharpen you when you he, they'll get in your face. They'll challenge you. Um, they will sharpen you by calling you out on things. Not someone who who will let you slide. Who will know you're living in sin and let you and be okay with it, and let you continue in it. A good friend. Proverb says that iron sharpens iron. So how does iron sharpen iron? There's got to be friction. There's got to be friction. There's got to be some tension. There's got to be some pressure, uh, and and a challenge. There's got to be a challenge that's put forth. So think about your squad for a moment. Think about your crew. Think about your group of friends. Do your friends challenge you? Do they push you to be better? When was the last time one of your squad came, came to you and they said, Hey, um, I really think the things that you're doing and, and the way that you're living right now it isn't good and it's not healthy. And I want to challenge you to do better in your relationship with Christ. When was the last time someone in your squad came and said something like that to you? I really think maybe they come and say, hey, squad, pal, whatever you call yourself. I really think you could improve this in your life. And I want to pray with you. And I want you to get better. You've been slipping off and it's not good. And because I'm your friend and because I care for you, I want to help you. Guys, I've got a good friend who... Um, And you don't find many people like this, but I've got a good friend who every time we get together, um, we hang out for a while, and every time we go to leave, we're in a public place, in a coffee shop, in a restaurant, wherever. We'll go to leave and kind of part ways, and he's like, hey, can I pray with you just right here about anything? And I'm just like, yes, anytime, all the time. And like just in public, wherever, a good friend will, will lift you up, will encourage you. Will, will challenge you, will cause friction in your life. will pray for you. Um, if you have that, man, then you've got some great friends. If you don't have that, then maybe you need to find some iron sharpening friends. Or maybe you need to become that iron sharpening friend. Um, one thing that that interests me, and this may be kind of strange for some of you guys, but this kind of interests me. I'm, I'm in very intrigued by bodybuilders. You guys know, like weightlifters, bodybuilders, like really muscular, muscular people. I mean, for some reason, I'm amazed at bodybuilders. I'm amazed at like what these people look like. Um, there, there's there's some normal looking bodybuilders, but then there's like these freakish looking. They have like muscles on top of muscles, on top of muscles. Like it's it, you look in them, and you look at them, and you're like, that's just it's not right. Something's not right there. <laughs> like, and so I, I, I got a guy that I want to show you. Check this guy out. Look at that. That's not normal. That's not right. Like, his veins look like garden hoses under his skin. And, and, <clears throat> and, oh, yeah, it's gone already. And he was even wearing his girlfriend's shorts. I mean, I, I would never say those things to his face. Um, but, like, these guys like that, they lift absurd amounts of weight, and, and it's just crazy. But here's the thing. When they're lifting that heavy weight, have you guys ever—we <clears throat> have some athletes in here, people who have. Have um, you guys ever, like, been in a weightlifting class or lifted weights or lifted with a friend and, or whatever? Um, like, typically, if you're lifting heavy weights, you have a spotter, Right? You've got someone to stand over. Like if you're doing bench press, someone stands over you and and helps spot you so you don't drop it on your face or so your arms don't give out and like it crushes your chest or anything like that. Um, but you have a spotter, like a training partner, someone who works with you. And here's the deal. If you watch like guys like that who are like lifting ridiculous weight, um, what they're doing is if you watch, see videos and stuff like that, they're yelling ridiculous things. At the guy who's lifting the weights. Have you guys ever seen that? Like, it's like things that you would never say to another human being outside of that context, right? So they're, the guy's laying down, and he's, like, pushing the heavy weight up. And the guy above him's like, yelling. He's, like, make that money. Eat, eat. Like, yelling and eat. And you're, like... I got, what am I eating? Like, is there a hamburger on this barbell? Like, I don't, and they're like yelling ridiculous things to these guys who are lifting these heavy. That may be a way to encourage people to work out. Like, you know, um, they're yelling all these strange stuff and they're yelling at them to encourage their friend to push and to, to push that weight and to reach that goal. And, and this is a crazy and it's a weird picture of friction. That person that wants the best for the other person. So what they're doing is they're creating friction in that moment to have the, <clears throat> this friend to achieve the goal that he's trying to achieve. <clears> have <throat> you guys ever seen um, guys before a football game? And like they're they're warming up and they're getting ready and they're in the locker room and they're like headbutting each other and like hitting each other's pads. Like grab each other by the face mask and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, no. Like, your eyes are crossing and stuff. Um, Like, have you guys ever watched, you, like, watch MMA fighting, stuff like that? You guys watch that? Like, if you'll notice, if you guys will notice, if you'll show, before the, the fighter walks out to the ring, their coach will step and, like, just slap them, slapping them in the face, just, like, kind of warming them up or causing friction before they walk out. In these moments, they're causing friction because they want their friend to succeed, they want their friend to succeed. I don't know, like that may be kind of a weird way of, of doing it, but they're trying to get their friend to succeed. And how is this? Who, who in your life is causing friction in your life? Who's causing friction? Not, not like slapping you around and like, putting you like who? not that kind of friction. Um, although sometimes it may be necessary, but but we've read this verse. A lot of you guys have heard this verse that iron sharpens iron, probably a uh, a few hundred times. <coughs> <coughs> we, we probably heard that verse a few hundred times, but how are we going to make each other sharp? How can we do that? How can we sharpen each other? How will we make each other better? Maybe you, you say to your friends, man, how are your devotions go- doing? Well, they're not very good. Come on, man. You can do better. We can do better. You can do this. Uh, I'll, I'll, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you every single morning, and we're going to do our devotions together. Now, how does iron sharpen iron? Well, h- how have you have you been treating your parents lately? Are you honoring them? No. Come on. You can do better. You can do better. H- what about that dating relationship that you're in? It, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem very healthy. I think you can do better and and this person's they're not even in church and they don't even they're not a follower of Christ how's your purity I, I think it could do better you're causing your friends to be better by causing friction why because iron sharpens iron we only get better when friction in our life happens proverbs 27 6. We read it at the beginning. It says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy kisses you many times. I want you to say this word. I want you to say wounded. Everybody say wounded. The first thing we talked about was sharpened, and this time it is wounded. And those are two keys to having a great squad. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Now, here's the deal. Wounds, they're not... A typically a good thing. That's typically not a good thing, but you know there are some good wounds to have in your life. There are some good things to have in your life. There are some things that I look back on in my life and, I'm at, and I say, man, that, that wasn't good. What I did wasn't good. That was stupid. That was really dumb. And I even got hurt. But because that happened, I got better because of it now a lot of this this generation or a lot of just people in general don't like to be confronted they don't like confrontation like we don't like that friction we don't want to be confronted with the wound what we want are the kisses we want the kisses we want to be we want people to tell us what makes us happy we 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 want someone who comes at you uh, we we want people who who make us happy happy, and, and that's kisses from an enemy. See, it's the wounds from a friend, the scripture says, that can be trusted. Those wounds from a friend that you can trust. So so when, <clears throat> when someone comes at you and challenges you, here's the deal. When a friend comes and challenges you, you may even get mad at, mad at them. You may get upset at them. You may walk away and be like, I don't want to talk to you, get out of my face. You may get mad at them, and typically it's because they called you out on something you were doing wrong. But you know, that wound may hurt, but it's actually something I can trust because it came from a friend. How many of you, you've been wounded by a good friend? I would see a lot of us probably have. Um, <coughs> I want to tell you this, it's not always a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing, like not being stabbed by a knife or anything like that. But you know what I'm saying? A wound from a friend. If it's coming from a friend, it may very well be a good thing for you. It's not always easy to take, but it may be right. Proverbs says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Why? Because that person is looking out for your best interest. They want you to be better. They want to challenge you. To be better, everyone wants the kiss on the face, but nobody wants the kick in the base. Okay, I thought that was good because it rhymed, but um, I, I think we could put that like right in the scripture, right near Proverbs. I think it would work. Everybody wants the kiss in the face, but not the kick in the base. Um, here's the deal: we like kisses. Honestly, who doesn't like kisses? Like, I'm going to probably try to kiss my wife later on this evening. It may not work out, but I'm going to try. Like. I'm going to go, I enjoy getting kisses from my kids. Like Jackson really don't kiss anymore. But like Jet and Evie, like I enjoy getting kisses. And we, we like the good stuff. We like the good stuff. But when a friend comes up to you and calls you out on something that you're doing wrong, we don't like that. We don't like that. And Proverbs says that good friends will sharpen you. And good friends will actually end up wounding you. The great philosopher Bob Marley once once said truth is truth is everyone's going to hurt you. You just need to find the right ones to suffer for. He said truth is everyone's going to hurt you. You just need to find the right ones worth suffering for. You'll get hurt in in life. Every one of us, we're going to feel hurt. We're going to feel pain in life. In any form of relationship, you're going to get end up getting hurt one way or another. The question is, is it worth suffering for? Is there something good behind it? Is it a wound that maybe God is trying to work into your life to make you better? See, a lot of times, like, we, we, we say, like, God, why don't you just correct me? God, I want you to to correct me. I want you to tell me what I'm doing wrong. But actually about probably about in my life, about 85% of the time, the voice of God comes through my friends. It comes through my wife. It comes through my pastors. It comes through godly people around me who are challenging me, who are lifting me up. And, and, but because God works through people, I've seen people call each other out for for doing wrong, and I've heard this response. Maybe you've said this, and you need to be slapped for it. Only God can judge me. Like, I will slap you. Um, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sometimes God speaks through people to affect our lives. Sometimes hurts in life are good hurts. Why did God take my boyfriend out of my life? And God's like, because he's terrible. Because he said you're hurting me, Lord. Well, don't be stupid. You know, I don't. I don't know. Um, but a wound from a true friend, <clears throat> a wound from a true friend for the moment to ha- a true a wound from a true friend is for the moment. ...to help you in the long run. Like a wound from a true friend will help you. It may hurt, but it'll help you in the long run. But kisses from an enemy... ...those will please you for the moment... ...but they'll destroy you in the long run. I've been a youth pastor for a long time... ...and I can't tell you how many times... ...I've seen a good kid who comes into our youth... and, ...and they say they love God... ...and they're involved in worship... And they make friends, but they then they go and make friends with a group of knuckleheads. And, and all of a sudden, like, the course of their life shifts. And, and you can, a lot of times, you can trace it back to that time when they started hanging out with that group of people that are not good, that are bad influences. Um, they're, they're friends. Here's the deal. Everyone's going to hurt you. You just have to find the right ones worth suffering for. Here's the deal. Tonight we're going to close with this, and I, I got to hurry. Um, I want you to ask yourself this: Are the friendships in your life like I want you to ask yourself? Am I sharper? Am I sharper because of the friends that I have in my life? Do my friends in life make me better? See, I I, I know part of friendship it's i know i get it's not all serious but part of friendship is having fun and hanging out and going to movies and doing stupid things together that's a huge huge part of friendship and that's really important in a friendship but are your friends making you sharper are your friends challenging you is your squad helping you be better maybe you need to ask yourself am i sharpening Am I the ones in initiating these conversations? Maybe you need to ask the tough questions. This, this may sound weird, but maybe you need to ask yourself tonight, Am I wounded? And am I wounding? See, it sounds crazy. You should have some friendships where you look back and you're like, Man, that sucked. I, I, I hated to go through that. But because of that... It changed my life. Are you a good enough friend to go to your friend and tell them something that might cause them pain, that might cause them hurt, that might cause them a wound because you want to see them succeed and you're willing to wound them? Am I sharper? Am I sharpening? Am I wounded? Am I wounding? If you took an honest inventory of your life, and you can't answer yes to any of these you need to get better friends or you need to be a better friend maybe you need to pull your squad together and say hey guys let's help each other out we know we know what we're doing we know how to live we know we know the right things let's help each other out let's help improve our relationship with with Jesus i want to succeed and i want you guys right there with me that line right there changed my life. i told you guys my story a million times, but my friend says I found Jesus, and I want you with me. A good squad will take you along with him with them on that Christ journey. They'll say, "I want you there with me." That won't happen if you're always telling 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 you how great you are, and and those those kisses. But maybe what you need to do is, I I need you to call me out. You need to get together with your squad, maybe tonight, and say, hey guys, I need you to call me out. When I do something stupid, when I mess up, when I make mistakes, I need you to call me out. And it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be tough, and it's going to wound me. But I'll try to be man or woman enough to take it. Wounds from a friend will help me grow. If you aren't in a good good squad right now, there there's there's no sharpening, no scars, there's no wounds. There should be no friend. Maybe you have a friendship that you need to break off, but you, you don't want it to get awkward. Um, you need to know this. Sometimes friendships are seasonal. I'm I'm not close friends with anyone. Anyone I went to high school with, my best friend Josh. I, we're Facebook friends But we don't stay connected all, to, all the time We don't stay connected together Now here's the deal Some of you guys you, you may be friends for life With your your school friends But I want you to ask yourself Am I sharper? Am I sharpening? Am I wounded? And am I wounding? Those are four things That I want you to write them down To memorize them To know them I want you to to remind yourself often. Now, I I don't want you to take this message tonight and like get really excited to wound your friends Um, because that's that's not a good friend either. Um, But if a wound is done in love, it will be taken a whole lot easier. Before you confront, pray, ask God for wisdom and then confront your friend. I'm going to pray. Jesus...